<laughs> that's that's something I'm don't have to deal with yet. Children, it's lots of fun. I was just telling my wife because she works in at a hospital, so I was like, and we're trying to get we're trying to get a baby. Oh, but so but so but she I was like, well, definitely stay away from that uh, mRNA vaccine then. That's right. <laughs> That's uh, right. Don't want to get sterilized in your twenties. Hey, are you are you recording now? Because I don't see it. Oh yeah, I'm recording on Clean Feed. Okay. Well then, um, welcome. Or I don't know where we're gonna put this, uh, and I don't even know what we're talking about. But uh, here we are. We're winging it. Wing it. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, I think No Agenda was talking about the sterilization. As well as our uh, the seed man. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, Alex. Oh man. I wonder if I could. I uh, uh, didn't. I didn't prepare it. But there's a clip I meant to pull from Monday's Infowars broadcast where Alex was just f- freaking out because he's got this. He's reading this report that all these scientists and doctors wrote from the EU, talking about how it's violating the Nuremberg uh, standards and Geneva Convention because. It's, it sterilizes you, and he's like, and, and my God, they put jellyfish DNA so that you'll glow in the dark. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you can't even. He's like, this, this. He's like, at a certain point, folks, if you want to take jellyfish DNA into your body, then by all means. And he just starts like <laughs> cackling, laughing. Uh, it's, a, it's a great clip. Yeah, he's quite the entertainer, Alex. Yeah, we had we had a couple of uh, we were doing a couple of uh, segments. We we're making fun of him. It's like rah, 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 rah. CIA rah, 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 rah. vaccines, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> just doing them rah, 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 the whole time rah. and just screaming stuff. My God, for twenty five years they've been growing babies in cows. Yeah, With but then you frogs. look it up and it's actually true. <laughs> I get, yeah, the, uh, the gay frogs thing. Uh, National Geographic a couple years later did a whole expose on that. I mean, he's definitely got some good sources. And now um, we see that, you know, things are really going crazy with YouTube censorship. Oh, yeah. You're not allowed to question the election results at all now. You're not allowed to say anything. And uh, it's not brand safe, but it's more than brand safe now. We're really getting into um, some severe... Uh, censorship. I guess they tried it out on the Chinese, and they tried it out on the third world, and now they're ready to roll it out on America. That's Tim Cook, the head of Apple, and uh, also Google's top guys were like, yeah, we're helping China censor their people and censor the internet, and we're gonna, like, we need to do it in America, too. We need to do it in America. and here's Right on schedule. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Chuck Schumer is, you know, I covered some of these uh, hearings, the Senate hearings. I have, I pulled clips off of C-SPAN, and I have a couple of episodes on that. I need to continue working on it. I'm just getting so distracted with with all the election stuff. But um, Section 230, uh, Trump recently said that he was going to block the uh, Defense Authorization Act if uh, Section 230 is not repealed. I haven't heard any updates on that one. Yeah, I wish 
I'm hoping he repeals and replaces with something better, but uh, just a straight repeal of 230 might be a bad move, but I don't know. It's really the question. Um, it's really the question of what's going to happen to the small fish. Generally, big companies um, take regulations and just push them down onto the people. It's like right. the government's regulating us, so we're just going to regulate you. So yeah, it could it could turn out very bad. Um, I think um, companies like I hate to say it, but uh, I don't know. One side of me says you know break them up. I heard uh, recently Facebook was in the news that people are calling for them to be broken up. Yeah. Uh. I don't know what the answer is, but it, to me, it just seems like 230, all you have to do is really enforce the rules that are already there to where they can't be a publisher. They have to be an open platform if they want to be immune from lawsuits and not editorialize. I mean, it seems like just enforce the provision in 230. So why doesn't, why doesn't uh, Ted Cruz open a lawsuit against them for not, you know, for editorializing, right? I don't know. Maybe maybe old Ted's controlled opposition. His dad killed JFK after all. Hmm. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, that's what Trump and that's what Trump's accused him of in the debates. God. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 2016. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I didn't make that up. I just pointed it out. It's funny. Um, I think. I think what it is is a bunch of freeloaders where the government is freeloading off of big tech and they're saying oh we want you to do our job of policing and enforcing the law for us so why don't you build all of these algorithms um, and uh, We'll just tell you what we don't want to see, and you go off and you pay for it. You build it, you know. Um, and the government is effectively deputizing big tech to do their bidding in an intransparent yeah. way. It's kind of like a form of fascism in a way. Um, and it's it's like it's not even the United States government necessarily. It seems like it's the Chinese government. They're doing China's bidding, and you know the the real question is who pulls China's strings. Well, it was the Rockefellers and Rothschilds that used to that really helped Mao's rise to power. So I would imagine it's the same type of people still running China. Yeah, we talked about that. I think maybe, um, I mean, George Bush Senior was an was in China in the Second World War. Yeah, and that guy, I mean, name another Republican president that tried to get a gun ban going. That dude was bad news. Exactly. And he's a member of the, of the Uniparty, let's call it. Uh, we have a very real prospect for a new world order. <laughs> so, um, I think, uh, I think that's, uh, 
it's pretty scary um, what's happening. I think my, my perspective is that uh, China has been built, you're right, China has been built up by the mega corporations and without without uh, Apple and all the big companies you know sending all of their work over there all their um, manufacturing you know they're they're getting a huge amount of money from the West without us being their their partner let's say they would be very. Um, I'm, I'm at a loss for words here. They would. They'd have a major problem. Yeah. So, not to not to shift gears too much, but you said you've been mainly focusing on the election. So I don't know how how deep the rabbit how deep down the rabbit hole are you? Because I talked to some people <laughs> that I know, and they're like. Biden's going to, I mean, Biden won, there was no fraud. And then cool. some people I talk to, like, even at work are super far down the Q rabbit hole. And they're like, no, Trump's got it. The military's got it under control. Biden's got an ankle bracelet on. John McCain and George Bush Sr. were actually killed by lethal injection after being found guilty by a military tribunal. So it's like two different, complete different worlds. And I'm somewhere in the middle of the two. I think Trump might still win. but So, um... I am not a betting person, but I do hope that we will get some kind of fair, some kind of fairness and some kind of transparency uh, going. Um, I don't wish, you know, I don't wish that any, any one side abuses power because every time you know, if, if, if Trump were to pull some kind of dangerous or illegal move, um, that would only legitimize the other side to do the same thing later on. Right. So, you know, I hope that uh, he can um, get himself heard. I'm, I'm hoping for the, uh, that this Texas lawsuit will get an actual hearing. A day in court. I'm very much enjoying the fight. I kind of think of it like we're sitting in the Colosseum of Rome, watching the red and blue team battle it out on the uh, field. You know, fight to the death of the gladiators, and we're sitting there eating popcorn and cheering. Right, but right. people have pointed out. I would argue accurately that this is really this election isn't Democrats versus Republicans. It's not even really CIA versus DIA. It's China versus America. And you have a foreign... I mean, it was yesterday's No Agenda. They pointed out some pretty interesting stuff about Eric Swalwell, that Chinese yes. honey trap and all that. Yes. And that that is, as they said, just the tip of the iceberg, I'm sure. I mean, Diane Feinstein had a Chinese spy driving her around D.C. for a decade or something like that, so... So um, that's just starting to surface, and I hope right. that we can get to the bottom of it. Um, the thing is, is that I, I'm reserved on one side because, you know, when Obama was elected, everyone was going absolutely crazy that it would be the end of the world. And 
you know, he did push through a bunch of stuff, but um, Trump was able to repeal a bunch of it as well. And I really believe in the American system that they will survive a bad president and that they'll be able to right themselves. And if it is a Chinese influence, um, I believe that true patriots or people who are in the position to defend the country will be able to do so. I hope so. Did you read Lynn Wood's um, Washington, I think it was the Washington Times or Washington Post, I guess it was Washington Times article? Tell me about that. He, he was basically, he's, I think the title of it is To Save America, Trump Must Declare Martial Law. And this is like one of Trump's, Trump's top lawyers. And he he lays out the history of how Abraham Lincoln, what Abraham Lincoln did and how Abraham Lincoln was having journalists arrested and anyone who questioned his election arrested. Because if you remember, they tried to use mail-in voting to steal the presidency from Lincoln. Oh, wow. And so there's this, it's, it's a pretty wild argument. And uh, Alex Jones kind of took that ball and ran with it. Saying that don't even he was he's like you know he did one of those messages to Trump message to the president emergency message to Trump yeah and he was saying like Abraham like we're in way more danger the country is now than we were during Abraham Lincoln's time and so he was saying don't even call it martial law call it um like a second declaration of independence hmm. from like the globalist or from China or whatever like just to. You, like, you don't even have to frame it as martial law, but you need, like, we need a the president to sit down at the resolute desk and level with us about how bad things are and that, our, that China pretty much owns not just our debt, but all of our institutions and a lot of our politicians. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. I don't know if, how that would pan out, but. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't caught up on, uh, on the Alex Jones side of things. I've been, um. I've been listening to. I've been listening to a bunch of different, um, different crazy things on. Um, I would, I discovered BitChute as like the old YouTube, but oh, uh, yeah. let, me, let me just address this. Um, I just think for our own psychological, let's say, um, sanity and safety. We have to take all of this with a grain of salt and take a step back because as exciting as it is and as emotionally charged as it is, there's very little that we can do. I mean, sure, we could go to Washington, D.C. We could protest this weekend, right? We could uh, write letters to our senators. We could, um, you know, sharpen our knives and buy bullets and, you know, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you could prepare um, for some kind of conflict. You know, for me, um, I was working on my uh, my escape bunker up in upstate Pennsylvania near my dad's house and getting that ready um, to move into in case things go bad here in New Jersey. You know, that's like my reaction to all this uncertainty. But the, really the question is... Um, you know, when people are addressing the president, you also have to think, is this a PSYOP as well? Is this a 
is this something that's directed at the listener? Mm -hmm. And what is the psychological reaction that's being caused in the listener when they're, you know, when Alex Jones is giving commands to the president? Like, what does that, what type of thought pattern does that create (laughs) in the person, right? Yeah, I think that definitely applies to Q a lot. So we have to be careful that we're not being played and that it's not a psychological operation on the people. And we have to work on our own sanity. I mean, as much as um, we might have the uh, air raid sirens going, right? I mean, 90% of what Alex Jones is doing is saying, buy my products. You know, all of these different... I'll eat your ass. I will. (laughs) All of these radio shows are like, buy my products, buy this, buy my book, give us money. And um, he's using fear uh, to do that independent of the fact that he's, you know, giving us warnings and all of that. But um, I'm just very wary about getting myself caught up in a state of panic and fear. That's all. Yeah, well, I think uh, your your amygdala can shrink. I mean, your amygdala can swell up just as much in conspiracy land as it can in M5M land. But Mm -hmm. that's right. But uh, that's that's right. M5M M5M land is disempowering, whereas like uh, a lot of not just Alex, but you know, no agenda or any any like alternative media. Usually, yeah, they're they might be trying to make money off you, but they're also um, giving you usually good intel that you can act on your own with, like mm-hmm. you know, yes. Uh, yes, like yes. how to how to how to like you know store food, how to you know plant your own garden. Uh, yes, they don't talk about that on cable news. Absolutely. And I love the, um, the different voices. And uh, also, if you listen to, let's say, Jack Spierko with a survival podcast, or if you listen to Gary Knoll with all of his different crazy uh, health tips um, and his vitamin store, you know, everyone needs to survive somehow. Um, and I do agree. I'm not saying that it that the um, I'm not saying that the let's call them the right wing or independent media is bad at all. I'm just saying for your own personal psychological health, I advocate taking a step back from everything and and asking yourself, what can I do? What's important for me? You know, what is actionable for me, right? Like what concrete things are you going to actually do based upon all this information? Besides, What drives uh, me crazy is you're hating me right now because you're not drinking. hate me because you're not drinking no uh no yeah i i i agree and as far as alex goes like for me personally 80 percent of the draw is entertainment value entertainment that's right yeah and then well probably now that i do a show probably half of that 80 percent is looking for something funny or good to clip for my that's show right. from alex some, some juicy <laughs> clips that's right yeah uh, and he's definitely entertaining, um, and not as good 
and the other channels are not producing as much good content. Now, I've been also listening to the uh, Best of the Left podcast, which is full of juicy, crazy left-wing people uh, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some good. <laughs> there's some good stuff in there. And uh, I, I have a. I was just listening to this lady talk about, you know, the strongman syndrome, and she's comparing Trump to Pinochet and to uh, Berlusconi, <laughs> and um, you know, talking about. Oh well, he's holding all these rallies. Why is he holding these rallies? Um, but on the other side, I think that they're also projecting the totalitarianism of the left onto Trump as well to demonize him. Yeah. And if people are holding um, riots in cities and burning cities down, or holding, you know, you know, isn't that a form? Isn't that like the other form of the Trump rally is just people like burning your city down and like uh, destroying the place with um, in protest? Have Trump people ever burnt anything down? Exactly. Oh, I have see. What you're ever, okay, yeah. have, have they ever gone on the offense and like going out and like assaulted other people's property? No. And I'm not saying that they I'm not saying um, that they do. I'm saying that that the left are also, you know, when, when Hillary uh, didn't win, the left was going through a withdrawal syndrome of the left-wing totalitarianism. They were going absolutely nuts, right? Yeah. When Trump ran, when Trump won, won and they were like, you know, melting down. Um, and I think that's also kind of uh, that, that, uh, needing need, needing of a leader and, um, and, and, and and losing the uh, needing some authoritarianism I think that's what's also driving uh, the left as well right <clears throat> so, yeah um, oh sorry go ahead no no that's that's those are kind of where I'm where my thoughts are right now that uh, you know they're, they're they're painting Trump as like some horrible uh you know hitler or mussolini um but i'm not really seeing that i'm seeing more of the danger the danger more coming from as you said like the chinese um and the uh let's call it the international communist uh, conspiracy yeah and the the global corporations that are backing china but but yeah um i mean <laughs> trump really despite the all the media hype has been very even-handed like obama arrested more journalists than all the presidents combined prior to, uh from between him and lincoln thank you and uh, the thing that trump did was insulted some ladies and you know called yeah. them fat and stupid and yeah like he that. mocked journalists he didn't have them arrested he didn't have whistleblowers arrested like obama mm -hmm. did he didn't have journalists arrested like obama did and like going back to what i was talking about earlier lincoln is second to Obama in terms of journalists arrested. Hmm. But it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's just a bunch of hype. And the question is, is it, is Trump part of a psyop to be like a release valve to get the uh, anti-establishment pressure, uh, kind of <clears throat> that's boiling over just a little release valve for that. That's part of the plan is Trump in on it. He was friends with, 
the Clintons or whatever for decades. I don't really think that's the case, though. I think they actually do hate Trump, and he's a threat to the deep state, quote unquote. But uh, I, I guess we have to be nuanced. I guess right. we have to be nuanced. Um, and we're not going to know. We're not going to know everything. You know. I don't think we're going to get all the information from either side. Um, and, uh, but I, I, I am, I am saying, let's just think about, you know, our own mental health, right? And how can we, um, lead, lead a better life and not get ourselves, you know, with swollen amygdalas and like really, focus on what what's important in our lives that's where that's where i'm really i'm really coming down to center on that um, because we're so focused on what's happening on the outside world we're so focused on you know all of i'm also finding myself like addicted to the media and checking what's all of what's happening and there's so much happening at once um and my wife is just like playing piano well, yeah, there's these, something to be said for that. She's working on these music pieces, and she's like, stop bothering me with politics. I guess it's kind of an escapism, right? But it's also like, you know, what, where do you want to spend your time? How do you want to, what do you want to do with your life? And what can Right, you there's do? a balance to be had. Like, you can avoid politics, but eventually politics won't avoid you. That's right. So it, we owe it to ourselves to keep up with it. But yeah, as far as, I mean... If you're spending way too much time on it, you're going to miss out on the little things and look back on your life and be like, ah, well, I didn't really change anything. I just wasted my time looking at the news. Yeah, exactly. I didn't change anything. Yeah. So like, but there's a balance. You can't do just one or the other. The other day I, I talked to my dad. I'm like, dad, why don't you uh, call your senator in Pennsylvania and have them call an emergency session? Right. This was like yeah. last week. And he contacted his uh, representative, and they wrote a letter to, um, you know, to the governor. It didn't go anywhere, um, but like that's something that was actionable. It's like, well, you know, I'm living in New Jersey. What can I actually do here besides leave? You know, um, this is like one of the bluest states, and it's so corrupt. It's notoriously corrupt, like New York, and it might as well be a client state. Uh, of, let's be nice. It might as well be a client state of the of China. Um, so, you know, what are you going to do about it? China. <laughs> so, uh, I heard you. You told you said that you're going to have uh, David Ike on your show. He's scheduled for Jan early January. I'm hoping he doesn't cancel. Man, my laptop's going so slow. I was trying to bust out a Trump ISO. And it's just sitting there. Anyway, yeah, uh, Ike's supposed to be coming on. Um, that's awesome. That's going to be wild, man. Oh, yeah, here we go. Sir, we love China very much. Please don't be too tough on them. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Ike's coming on. Actually, um, I got Dean, Dean Reiner's. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to be on the other day, but we had to reschedule. But... Uh, I got a 
we're we're doing kind of a uh well uh, here's a little sneak peek of that what we're going to be talking about unknown to anyone a genetic time bomb was already planted in the habsburg dynasty the spanish joanna whose six children started the marriage frenzy eventually went insane and her madness was hereditary uh oh the seeds of mental illness had been transmitted to all six of her children the inheritors of the Habsburg dynasty. At the same time, a physical genetic defect was emerging in the ever-expanding family, the Habsburg chin. Maximilian and many of his relatives had very pronounced lower jaws and lips. Charles I, his all-powerful grandson, had a chin which protruded so far his lower teeth could not meet his uppers. Uh, underbite. Yeah, so this is just about the... Uh... It, the royal inbreeding and all that i yeah. just apparently i was looking into this and and prince charles was basically retarded like they <laughs> he didn't learn how to walk until he was like eight years old prince charles of buckingham uh like english uh, prince charles like yeah Diana? i think i think so wow unless it's a different i don't know i I, I'm still getting my ducks in a row as far as the research goes. Okay. I've got um I've got some like articles and printed out and some clips, but yeah, um going back to what you were saying about uh <laughs> about uh bit shoot. Mm -hmm. uh, it's easy to get down some weird rabbit holes on that place. Like I was looking in I was looking for uh royal bloodline history oh. and stuff on BitChute and 80 85 percent of what i found was about how jews are super evil yeah, and, or and or lizard people <laughs> it's like oh geez <laughs> it's like oh god so yeah bit shoot can bit shoot is is uh it's got the opposite problem that youtube does and i'm um, i i actually have a uh, an operation that i'd like to call out for everyone to think about and I'm looking for a name. I'm looking for the name of some uh, an Amazon uh, canary bird. Let's see here, because the canary Amazon, canary, yeah, like a, a, a canary bird from uh, the Amazon from Brazil. Is, is that what Amazon's using to deliver packages instead of drones now? Well, see, that's um, that's not that's not it though. I'll, I'll, it's a little bit <laughs> so wrong. Amazon. I don't have a name for it, but basically, archive.org is um being hosted or is related to amazon inc right mm -hmm. uh one of the um i think brewster kale i think is one of the amazon millionaires i'm not exactly sure the connection but there's a definitely connection between amazon inc and archive.org now archive.org hmm. is supposedly a, a free archive and you can upload videos there and you can use that to host content and I would like to call out to all of the conspiracy people to work with me to upload all of the bit shoots videos and crazy conspiracy videos to archive.org so we have a backup of them. Oh, 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 the Wayback Machine. The, well, the Wayback Machine is one side of it, but there's actually archive.org that has like the Grateful Dead tapes, for example. It's got like. I'm, I'm oh uh, wait a minute! Yeah, no, I see. There's a video section on the on archive.org. Yes. 
and I've started oh. to upload some of my podcast there to back it up. I talk about this on my uh, on my talk that I gave at the um, Albanian Open Source or the Balkan um, Flostable, the Open Source Conference uh, last weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, archive.org can be used to host podcasts and videos. And I think we should uh, start a movement and a, a project to back up all of these conspiracy videos onto archive.org as the canary in the coal mine to test if archive.org is really um, censored and owned by the uh, globalists, uh, Chicom. Mm-hmm. I like this idea. I'm going to do that. Right? It's like the canary in the coal mine. Right? Because if we see that these videos are being taken down by archive, we know that they're compromised. You can so actually have... upload audio also. Yes. Yeah. And um, nice. I've got I'm scripts. Do it's, it's basically an S3 interface. And um, my, my goal is to create an uploader tool for backing up podcast RSS feeds onto archive. But also, we need a tool to back up, let's say, channels of BitChute onto archive or channels of YouTube onto archive. And then if we determine that archive.org is compromised, we need to call out to create a libertarian or a liberty archive, let's call it, where it's a mix between blockchain donations and, you know, some kind of like peer-to-peer system for uh, backing up and archiving uh, content. Heck yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I might, I might try to do that this week. I'm look, I'm looking at the. Uh, they got a lot of cool stuff. I'm just going through all the audio on here, and I got. Yeah, if you like Grateful Dead, they got like all the Grateful Dead tapes. A ton of old Terrence McKenna lectures. Oh yeah, and um, also, if you're the author of your podcast, you can also upload your podcast onto Wikimedia Commons. That's commons.wikimedia.org. They have podcast hosting on there. And I also challenge all of the people who are in the conspiracy world to also upload their content there because I want to see, I want to challenge these um, basically communist organizations if they can tolerate free speech and we should challenge them and and check them. That's funny. That's funny that you, (laughs) Wikimedia Commons, when you Google it on the side with the images, it has a hammer and sickle. Well, yeah, that's a communist. That's the Wikimedia communist. That's the uploader. Oh, there's a communist. Uh, it's not communist. It's the communist. That's the uploader to Wikimedia. And I've had a fight with Wikimedia for years because they are deletionists and uh, censorists. They like. So I could things. upload theoretically my stuff to in the you're audio the files category. You're, you're the owner of it, and if you license it under a Creative Commons license that's compatible, you can upload it there. They'll host it. See, that's the thing. I haven't even done any licensing or copyright or anything on my podcast. I just uploaded. Well, that makes Probably. you. It's that means all right reserved. If you don't put a copyright on it, it's copyrighted basically by you. And I can talk to you about copywriting and intellectual property for hours because I have studied this uh, for a long mm-hmm. time for open source software, uh, and I'm a big proponent of um, open media. I would suggest. Creative Commons. Well, Wiki um, No Agenda Show is a Creative Commons licensed. Hog Store is Creative Commons licensed. Uh, if you look at the bottom, it's like uh, Creative Commons uh, attribution. That means if someone uh, copies it, they have to give you a link. 
You can make share alike, which means that they also have to retain the license. Um, you could say non-commercial or commercial. I would suggest commercial usage because otherwise uh, it's basically useless. And I don't even think you can put, put it onto uh, Wikimedia Commons. It's like, but basically you want to, if you want it so people can like make clips or copy or modify your podcast, um, mm-hmm. but, but have to give you uh, credit and they have to uh, retain the license. That would be uh, Creative Commons by SA. So BYSA. So it's attribution and um, share alike. That's probably a good uh, viral uh, license. I mean, it won't okay. hurt you. Yeah, I'm going to start looking into that. I, it won't, so, yeah, so that's what my challenge. And I want to, uh, you know, get everyone to start doing that and make people aware of that because um, we need to challenge the leftists to free speech. We need to make them aware because maybe not everyone is aware that they're, uh, that they're really um, censoring people as much as they think they are, or maybe they are aware of it. I think a lot of people aren't aware that they're censoring so many doctors and scientists that are so, calling bullcrap on COVID. Because I point that out to people and they're like, what? I thought it was just crazy people that get censored. It's like, nope, yep. they're censoring doctors and scientists. Here's a bunch of them that <laughs> you got to find them on bit shoot now and stuff. Exactly. First they came for Alex Jones and they came for you. Right. Right. And, um, you know, Gary Knoll, for example, but he's even censored by... Um, He's even censored by uh, other people. For example, like No Agenda won't mention Gary Knoll or um, Free Talk Live won't mention Gary Knoll. I I even got yelled at for posting um, a link to a clip with Gary Knoll. Those guys, they were yelling at me and telling me to get off their channel because I was spamming them, they said. They don't want to hear (laughs) Gary Knoll um, because he's such a radical, you know? Gary. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't I don't think he's not that radical but he's pretty radical in terms of like his claims and he's also a he gets very very angry and he goes on these huge rants and like all this hate speech you know and he just sits there like shaking his hand at people like on his on his podcast he's like rah, 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 rah. he's a little bit like Alex Jones but in like in a more reserved way I don't know how to say it. He's like this old angry dude. <laughs> Man, I love Alex, though. You son of a piece of garbage. I hate you. My listeners hate you. And remember that scumbag forever. <laughs> you son of a piece of garbage. <laughs> That's classic. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, one of my... Um, one of my things, another thing I want to challenge, um, I want to challenge OpenStreetMap. Well, basically, all these human. Here's my second challenge: all of these humanitarian organizations who are like, "Oh, we're going to help people," even Red Cross, but also humanitarian OpenStreetMap. You ever hear of that? I know Red Cross. I don't know about humanitarian OpenStreetMap. Well, OpenStreetMap is like a project for creating an alternative map. Um, it's an open source project. It's pretty cool. Um, there's a great community behind it, um, and uh, it's also mapping out places in the world that have never been mapped, like slums and, and like, you know, 
disadvantaged countries where Google's like, oh, we don't give a shit about, you know, your shithole country, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, and they have this humanitarian response team that's responding to, like, earthquakes and tornadoes and stuff and going and helping people. But where are all these people responding to the humanitarian crisis caused by COVID, by the lockdowns? You know, people are losing their livelihoods, they're losing their businesses. You know, where is the uh, response to that where you can see, like, for this given location, what are the COVID restrictions currently? You know, where are the businesses that are open? Where are the businesses that are closed? What are the um, mask restrictions? Or, you know, where can I buy these uh, necessary materials? Like, there's no map of that that I know of. Right, Google Maps may have some of it, but there's no like crowdfunded or crowdsourced map um, that for the humanitarian uh, response to to uh, to the COVID uh, lockdown crisis. I think, I think the UN's own numbers show that three million more people starved to death this year than would have, and it's on track to be tens of millions excess people starving to death because of the lockdowns. Because of the lockdowns, people are starving to death, yeah. people are losing their businesses, and it's a humongous humanitarian crisis that's just being ignored because it's coming from the tyrannical um, Yeah, it, it, would, it, would, it would go against the narrative. They, they want, they just, they can't consolidate power if small businesses do well and if people are hanging on. And also, I think um, it's not about just about consolidating power, it's also about disenfranchising, like... You worked your whole life, right? You um, bought into the system, right? Now it's time for you to get paid out. And we don't have, we can't pay you out, right? So, oh, yeah, like, that's why, uh, who was, somebody was, somebody had a dark suggestion that makes sense, like, about why they want the old people vaccinated first and why the disease mainly targets old people is like they don't want to have to pay out that social security. That's right. Yeah. You know, we, uh, there's a global, uh, we don't have enough resources for everybody. Um, we don't want to pay you out. And, uh, you know, it's time for the uh, soup kitchen. Bill Gates, the case for killing granny. We yeah. can hire three teachers. Well, what was Alex saying today? I was just listening to a clip of him. He's like, why does he say that vaccines are go hand in hand with population reduction? Like, how is that even logical? Yeah. Right. Yeah, we did we did a two part Bill Gates episode on Abs and Six Pack, and that we played those old clips where he's like, one of these numbers, he's like, humans are the main emitter of carbon, and so we have CO two up here and humans, and then he points at humans on this highlights humans on the mm -hmm. screen at the TED talk, and he's like, we got to get one of these numbers down to zero, and the whole audience goes like, <laughs> yeah, it's like God, oh my God, Although, I, I wish I had that clip of Alex like. All the control freaks and yuppies that mommy never disciplined just go, yay, we're going to kill everybody. <laughs> no, I got to play. I, I got to play for you some clips um, from a, from TV, the Romanian TV. This is this Romanian dude who, who does This Week in Stupid. Mm -hmm. It's the most hilarious podcast. And um, I had some clips of it recently. I'll have to send them to you. And basically, okay. uh, I've been using Listen Notes. Do you know Listen Notes? Yeah, I, I, I listened to a couple of the ones you sent me, like two or three of them. Mm -hmm. And I have some new ones um, for that uh, 
but I'm not going to screw around right now. But basically, the guy was saying, in order to understand the news today, you just take the word white people and replace it with peasant. And you take... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you uh. take the, uh, the, um, the marginal minority, right, or the intersectional minority group, and you replace that with aristocrat. aristocrat. So when they say... Um, the aristocrats say that peasant lives don't matter, then it makes perfect sense. <laughs> right? Yeah. Wow. And uh, he just does this entire spiel. Um, you know, this is a guy who lived through, like, Romanian, like, communism, and he's, like, a libertarian. But he just goes through this whole thing um, on, uh, you know, how we have to destroy the family to implement communism. Um, and uh, it's just hilarious the way he does it. It's good entertainment value. <laughs> hey, listen, I have a little crisis going on here. Um, it's uh -oh. school time for my son. He has to log into his virtual Google Classroom so his teacher can watch him on the camera. And uh, I don't even cry. Look at me. You're about to make tears come out of my face. <laughs> and uh, then uh, we have these apps where some third party co company is like collecting all of your personal data. Can you uh, opt out of any of that? I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could. Um, but I'm not ready to make my stand on this right now because. Um, I don't have an alternative for it. I think right. we need. I think we need to uh, learn from this whole situation and um, come up with uh, better alternatives. I, I, people that like, I, people say we should abolish the police. I say we abolish teachers. I think uh, I have. A, I think we shouldn't abolish the teachers. I think <coughs> firing move... squad then. Or? No, 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 no. I think we're going to move to <laughs> uh, J.K. J.K. I think we're going to move to uh, mentorship where um, instead of having a teacher, you have like a mentor who guides you through all of the online courses and kind of like tells you or helps you out, you know, answering your uh, online school or shows you where to find online resources. Um, in the future, we're not going to have teachers per se. You're going to have content creators, people creating like movies or videos or text. I think we but, should bring back apprenticeships, too. Apprenticeships, that's right. Absolutely. Uh, Germany's really big on apprenticeships. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, uh, <laughs> I was a part of that system, actually. Um, I'll, I'll tell you about it in another episode. But basically, uh, I got a certificate from this uh, German apprenticeship program. When I was living over there, it's uh, quite the system. And I, uh, I can only get, recommend I, it. It's cool to see their people rising up in Germany for what's the crap they're going through right now. Well, I'm so happy that I don't live in Germany right now. I, yeah. I said to my, I said my wife is like, oh, I had such a good time in Germany when I lived there. It's like, yes, you were a student, and you didn't have to pay taxes, yeah. and everything was paid for you. Of course, you loved it. Yep. But when I was living there, they were taking all my money. And they were <laughs> treating me like treating me like the peasant that I was. 
You know? Klaus Schwab's over there thinking he's the president. Yeah. Klausy. Klausy baby. Sunter Klaus Schwab. Klaus, Klaus is saying that, um, you know, we need to go to a, a, a stakeholder economy from a shareholder economy. And that's basically code word for, you know, the uh, feudalism. We need to go back from, we need to go to a sharecropper uh we need to take the power away from the sharecroppers and go to just the feudalistic society. Have you read, I haven't read the whole book. I've just read excerpts of his book, COVID-19, The Great Reset. I, I haven't read a book in a long time, actually. He wants, he he says COVID-19 is not an existential threat, but we can use it to get people used to lockdowns so that we'll have climate lockdowns in the future. He's, you know, obviously the head of the World Economic Forum. He's like, nobody's going to own property. Nobody's yes. going to drive cars. And then he talks about brain chips that can read your mind, that you'll have to have them to get through checkpoints to make sure you're not an enemy of the state. Yes. And if you happen to have the wrong thought, um, then you'll get electroshocks or you'll get... Yeah. <laughs> These you'll just, populist you'll... nationalists, stupid nationalists, they are in love with the old country. The old country. <laughs> That's <laughs> stupid nationalists, stupid <laughs> populists. That's that's not even that's Junker. That's not even. A, I didn't have a Klaus Schwab clip offhand. Oh, they all sound the same. They all sound like. I mean, Junker is literally the descendant of Nazis, like some of Hitler's top guys, and Hitler drafted the first plans for, for the European Union. It's crazy. We are uh, going to have to uh, continue this, and we'll get some clips. I'll send you some clips um, that we can play. If you awesome. Sound yeah, and you got to come on. Uh, you got to come on my show at some point. All right. Well, uh, um, I was going to suggest that maybe we um, cross-post this. We could post the same show on both uh, both feeds so that we can get a bigger audience. Okay, yeah. Um, I, will, uh, I will send you this recording. And thanks again, man. Stream of Random. Stream of Random. That's Anchor fm slash s-t-r-e for the stream of random podcast which is an experimental noise punk rock not even punk rock it's more like rebellious punk crap torture cast up bright and early yeah i don't know how you do it you're like doing episodes at like five in the morning well sometimes at two or three you have to listen to jocko jocko's like he gets up at four in the morning to work out Oh, oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a, you're talking about like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's Hell where that no, came dude. from. So I started doing my four o'clock in the morning, like going for my walks. And then eventually I started just to do my uh, podcast. But um, it's just the time that I have for it. You know, it's like I go for my walk and then I fit whatever in I can on my walk. I usually stay up to like, midnight or two in the morning so like getting up the idea Damn. of even getting up that early at all is just i don't know it's just not gonna happen well we'll talk about that next time okay all right take it easy man talk to you soon okay thanks bye-bye